Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. <laughs> Gone with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Will it go away on its own? Well, according to WebMD, yeah, you can give it a rest. You simply don't use it, and hopefully it will heal. It didn't do that for me. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. You know, you should also call me Patient Zero because uh, this is, what, the third day outside of my surgery? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, today's the first day. Ooh, I, don't lick that. <laughs> first day I took the dressing off of this so I can now ah. see the incision and I can see the stitches. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I had what was known as trigger finger surgery. And for, geez, I've had it for a year and the cortisone shots weren't working or there was this law of diminishing returns. And I just finally talked to the doctor and I said, look, can you fix this surgically? And he said, yeah, of course, it's a fairly you know, simple surgery, but it takes the instrument out of your hand for anywhere from four to six weeks. And I say takes the instrument out of your hand while researching for this show, which is going to be about uh, guitarists and other musicians who developed trigger finger and had to have uh, surgery because of it. I, I found that if you are a stringed instrument player Mm -hmm. there is an 80 percent chance that you will develop either a trigger or a tendonitis or uh, some kind of arthritis because of it because you're overusing the the joints and such that you should and the doc said look it could be because you you know held the screwdriver too hard it could be because you held the pick too hard it could be what have you but the fact remains once you get a trigger finger uh, if you know what it is you know it can be spectacularly painful you make a fist and when you open your hand back up one of the fingers or two of the fingers they stay locked down and you have to reach over and pop them up and then you swear oh does it hurt oh does it hurt so again tammy says to me are you the only human being that plays guitar on earth that has had this trigger finger problem no i just started doing research there are all kinds of jazz guitar groups where people are talking about i have trigger finger what do i do heavy metal groups if you're a guitarist in any kind of these groups this idea of i've got trigger finger what am i supposed to do Mm -hmm. well it's look you can keep getting the cortisone shots and again i can only talk for me you can keep getting the cortisone shots but it is hellaciously painful getting that needle stuck right into the palm of your hand and the surgery they say is minimal hurts right now (laughs) they say it's minimal and it seems to fix it completely but again who else has had it steve vi steve vi the The guitarist steve Steve vi march 2020 steve is known for doing dumb things and Mm -hmm. he admits it like play scales for an hour oh you know like do this for a half an hour wow he held a guitar chord for 20 minutes 
Now you're saying, you know, how, how is the, how are the strings ringing and all that? Obviously, he had help from electronics, but the fact still remains he kept his left hand into a chord progression for 20 minutes. Wow! And he said when he was done, the the hand hurt more than usual. Uh huh. And it kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So on the 29th, uh, December 29th of 2020, he had corrective surgery for his shoulder which he thinks is the way it is because of having the guitar around his neck. Right. And then after the shoulder surgery, he started to have his left hand lock up and lock up. So a few months later, he has the trigger thumb surgery. It wasn't just trigger finger with him. It was trigger thumb. And to prove why it's wonderful that we all live at the same time as Steve Vai, Mm -hmm. he didn't have his right hand. He's had surgery on both of them now. He didn't have his right hand. So what he did was compose a song on the guitar that is only played with the left hand. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. It's called Knapsack. Spell it with a K at the front. It's called Knapsack. And I'm going to play it for you. But you really should make a point of hitting the YouTubial device and watching him play it because you say, now, come on, he's got to at least pluck the string to get it started. He does not. It's four minutes of just him hammering his left hand onto the neck. And when he does slides, his legato is so perfect, you don't even hear the frets going by. So we're going to talk about this, the idea of trigger finger. I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, If you're an instrumentalist and you're looking at your hand going, something's weird, maybe you'll follow in my footsteps and maybe I can help you just a little bit. But right now, knapsack Steve Vai after his trigger finger and trigger thumb and shoulder surgery. Good Lord, he's falling apart here on Rock School.
talking about Trigger Finger here because I have it, had it. I'm looking at the incision in the center of my palm. I got to tell you what, that's a lot of stitches. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of stitches. Oh, it's ugly. But the hand's all swollen up, but I can already feel it doesn't have the same attack mm-hmm. in the middle of the palm when you do good. it. So, ooh, You know who else had surgery? Who? Or not surgery, actually, but actually had to go through... Um, an addiction to pain pills, and then also uh, a ton of rehab to get it. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth mm-hmm. had a kidney stone, so he goes into the hospital in 2001, and he becomes addicted to pain pills. Well, in one of his stupors, he passes out against his radial ulnar nerve, which caused radial neuropathy, also known as Saturday night palsy, the idea of you get too drunk and you fall asleep on your arm. Now, he didn't have surgery, but he had numbed the arm so much that it took close to a year of rehab just to be able to use the arm to play simple chords and eat. My gosh. But apparently he's back now. Apparently everything's okay. Wow. We got to play something here. In July 2009, Eddie Van Halen finished up some of the last Roth tour shows and it occurred to him that when he put his thumb and his pinky on his left hand together right it hurt and the more it went on and the more it swelled it seemed to lock in that position so if he was playing guitar and his thumb got into a position where it was across from the pinky which is fairly common right it would lock there Ooh. It would lock there. So he had surgery to release not only his thumb, but also to release his pinky. Wow. And it, it went well, obviously. They they went out and did more tours. But the fact remains that it's one of those things that it, it's, it starts as a tingle. I don't know how else to say it. And then something happens, because it's not the tendon, it's the sheathing around the tendon. Right. I've, I've heard, or I've read online, people sort of equate this to carpal tunnel. And once that sheathing that mm-hmm. this slips in and out of becomes inflamed, the swelling is magnificent. I mean, your finger will get twice the size of, and then you're dead. You have no choice. You just have to wait. Put it nice, put it in heat, that kind of stuff. But Ooh. Ed had the surgery successful. Uh, he did three months of rehab, and he said, or at the time said, was back to 100%. Here's Ed on Rock School. <laughs> I was in the pre-op room because sometimes people will do the the uh, the trigger finger surgery just sort of as a local anesthesia and mm-hmm. do it. The guy who's been treating me wouldn't do that. Right. He wanted me to go through a full pre-op, the whole schmeal. And, and I understand it. I mean, you don't want MRSA jumping in there. And even though it's a little cut, let's treat it the same way as something big. 
a little annoying, but I understand why he did it. So while I'm in pre-op, I was speaking with the nurses and the one woman stated that her, I think she said uncle, was a male person. And got it in both hands because he was constantly doing the same motion to pick uh, mail up off the ground, up out of his bag, the whole spiel, and he had to have them taken care of. Ingve Malmsteen, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. of speed, in 1987, crashes his Jaguar E-Type into a tree and sustained a head injury that put him in a coma for almost a week. When he came up out of it... He discovered that he had sustained, much in the same way that Dave Mustaine got it, he had sustained nerve damage that stopped his right hand from even feeling. And no motor skills, obviously. Wow. So he did months of practice and rehabilitation under a pro, relearned his craft, and he's out and he's shredding all over again. Can that you imagine that? That is so that? scary. That would be scary to me as well. Woo. And the one we're going to play, David Crosby, as in Crosby, Stills, and Nash, mm-hmm. not too long ago, develops trigger fingers on both hands while he was prepping for his tour with Jason Isbell. He goes in for the treatment and it didn't work. Now, if you look it up online, because, you know, I'm an academic, so if something's going to happen that scares me, I'm going to research it to death. Right. The trigger finger surgery is seen as an extremely successful surgery. Right. But it only has a 90% success rate, which means 10% of them don't work. Oh, my. Well, he got one of the 10% that didn't work, and he told Rolling Stone magazine, now he can sing, but he'll probably never pick the instrument up again. It's that painful. Wow. How about that? David Crosby here on Rock School. Almost cut my hair. Okay, coming into the first break, what what is this all about? And the reason I'm I'm spending so much time on this is because once you have it, it's like one of those movies about fairies Everybody's or about Bigfoot. It. It's, it's the fact that you can't see it anywhere, but once it's pointed out to you, it's all you can see. It's like being pregnant. Exactly. Now, when you when we were adopting, nobody was adopting but us. And then they just started coming out of the woodwork again. So I I began looking online. What should I do? What should I do? And this seems magnificently prevalent. So if I can help somebody, eh. do it. Can this trigger finger go away on its own? And again, you, you make a fist. And when you open your hand back up, one or two of your digits stay locked down. Thus, trigger finger. Will it go away on its own? Well, according to WebMD, yeah. You can give it a rest. You simply don't use it, and hopefully it will heal. It didn't do that for me. I tried the splints. There's splints specifically for it. There's stabilizers for it. Uh, I tried shockwave therapy. You can go to Walgreens or CVS, and there's these two little pads you can buy that then run off of a 9-volt battery. 
and and it does that kind of stuff. Uh, there is also a series of stretches. Some people think you should take a tennis ball and and run it around. There's also ways to rub because it's not in the finger. I know that sounds weird. It's in the palm. Mm-hmm. Even though it triggers the finger, it's in the palm. Right. So there's a. Did I mention the red light yet? The red light. The red. There's a, there's a, an infrared light. You supposedly can do it. None of that helped me. Probably because I wouldn't let it rest. I'm going to guess. So I finally went to a bone and joint clinic, and the doc said I could have three shots of cortisone. So I took the first one, and I'm telling you what, I've had a lot of shots in my life, but that one that went right in the center of my palm, oh, 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 kids, that was something else. So I took one, I took a second, and the second one wore off quicker than the first, and the doc said, look, the third one's going to wear off quicker than the second. I said, well, let's just go straight to surgery. And so he and did. And boy, did he mean let's go straight straight to surgery. Right. Within four days, uh, it was over. So I have about an inch, inch and a quarter incision. You know those lines that people read to get your get your future? He cut it right through one of those. That was your lifeline, I think. That's right. And he's cut it short. And he then cut the sheathing that was around the tendon and... According to him, according to what I read online, 46 weeks, I should be 100%. There you go. So if indeed you have this thing, it's extremely painful, swells quickly, but it's also easy to take care of. Go go find somebody at a bone and joint clinic and have them take a look at it. Try the cortisone shot first because I know a lot of people online who have said, I took one shot and it was over. They were also probably a lot smarter than me. Who's listening to us on the Rock School Show? W-A-B-L, Amy, Louisiana. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, uh, someone else who had trigger finger, Glenn Fry of the Eagles, but he was also dealing with rheumatoid arthritis, wow. uh, and it used to be something that he would have, you know, worked on. He did therapy for and all of that. Yeah. Now the the arthritis that you may think of if you are a guitarist is Keith Richards, and the first thing I thought was that if you get trigger finger, Mm -hmm. that it is an indication that you also have arthritis. Because my mother has arthritis that has left her fingers kind of, I don't know what the word is, disfigured. Yeah, but she's she's 88. She is. That's true. That's true. Keith Richards has that same look about him, and it made me nervous that I had a trigger finger, so I've got to have arthritis. Uh Uh-oh. According to everything I read and according to my doctor, it doesn't necessarily follow. Trigger finger... And it will not cause arthritis either. Right, right. It's it's an overuse 
thing. Arthritis is more something in the body and is often genetic. Right. Okay, so Keith Richards, uh, has he had trigger finger? He's never said he did, but he said he does have severe arthritis, again, that disfigures him. Yeah. How does he handle it? Well, he attends therapy. He says he's bettered his diet. He gave up his cigarettes. He practices everything he can just to keep the hands loose. He says it takes him upwards of 45 minutes just stretching and such so the hand will work and fret where he wants it to. My goodness. And furthermore, he does something. If you're a guitarist, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He uses open tunings, meaning he tunes the guitar so if he doesn't touch it and he strums it, Uh it plays a chord. Like he'll use an open tuning G and use only five strings. What's wonderful about that is when you're playing a standard tuned guitar, Mm -hmm. it normally takes two, three, four fingers to play the entire chord. Yeah. But if you put the guitar into an open tuning, it takes maybe one or two fingers to play the entire chord because the guitar is actually tuned halfway there for you. Nice. Yep. So if you have that, there is some more thought processes. But if you do have trigger, it does not necessarily mean you also have arthritis. One does not follow the other. Keith Richards here on Rock School. Coming into the bottom of the hour just a little bit late. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Talking trigger fingers and also things that come around sort of in the same area of it. Are you familiar with the 80s hair metal band Dawkin? Yeah. Yes, Don- I am. Yeah, Don Dawkin was the guitarist of the band, and he had some problems with his neck. So he had spine surgery in November of 2019, and when he came up out of the surgery, something had been nicked or hurt or pressed. Both of his hands were dead. Oh, my God. According to him, they were Paperweights. Quote, they don't move. It's very strange. It's an interesting way to live your life. He said he could use one hand a little bit, but not very much. There's nothing they can do with surgery, but he is in physical therapy. He says he's doing much better and will play. Just, quote, don't expect somersaults out of Don Dawkin this time around. My gosh. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Uh, These are the rock and roll dates. June 21 all the way through June 27. You got Monday, Tammy. Go. June 21, 2002. Widespread panic headlined the first Bonnaroo Music Festival. June 22, 1990. Billy Joel becomes the first rock act to play Yankee Stadium when he performs at the first of two sellout shows. June 23rd, 1990. Gary B. Buys one of Buddy Holly's guitars for two hundred and forty thousand dollars at auction. June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. Back to Billy Joel. He finally graduates high school Yay. when Hicksville High School in Long Island grants him a diploma. 
He didn't get the degree because he missed an English class. And what's funny is, before he graduated high school, uh -huh. he was granted a an honorary doctorate. So he was Dr. Joel before he was high school graduate. Yeah, Joel. he was. Who's next? June 25, 2009, Michael Jackson is found dead in his rented Los Angeles home. It's impossible to have surgery where the anesthetist yes. says that we're going to use propofol yeah, we are. without bringing up Michael Jackson. <laughs> June 26, 1996, Sammy Hagar is announced as the lead singer of Wundtorgen. And then June 27, 1960, Connie Francis becomes the first solo act with a Hot 100 number one hit when everybody's somebody's fool goes to the top. In 1948, Les Paul and Mary Ford we're driving to California mm -hmm. to visit Les's family. Right. Les comes down with this brutal fever and flu and all of that. And they're driving. He doesn't quite have his head about him. And they hit a railroad track bridge that was covered in ice. Mm. Mary was driving, loses control of the car. Les manages to get a hold of the vehicle from the passenger seat to steady it. But the icy conditions don't help at all. They go off the side of the bridge. Believe it or not, Mary is not seriously injured, but Les Paul gets six broken ribs, broken vertebrae, fractured pelvis, punctured spleen, broken nose, and his right arm, his strumming arm, mm -hmm. is shattered. Oh, man. He has a crushed elbow as well. Ooh. He also had pneumonia oh. because he was lying there for eight hours Kill waiting for help to arrive. Okay. He gets to the hospital. And if you're a Les Paul fan, you know this story already. When he gets to the hospital, he's told, we're going to have to take your right arm off. And, and he says, no, absolutely not. Les is flown to California to see a bone specialist. He was told he could have the right elbow replaced with a piece of bone from his leg. However, there is no guarantee that it would bend correctly. Mm -hmm. So what he convinces the doctors to do is do the bone graft, but set the arm at a 40-degree angle. Uh -huh. So when he just picks the instrument up, yeah. the arm is set so that the right hand is over top of the strum. My picking arm. Kid, really? Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and they did it. Yeah, it's Les Paul, Mary Ford here on Rock School. Dear one, the world is waiting for the Coming into the second break, here's a little bit more from that London-based Musician's Hand Clinic. Stringed instruments players are at most risk for these concerns. Then comes piano players, and then, believe it or not, brass 
players. Really? That idea of having to push down and bring back up the vowels. Oh, my. Yep. And it, 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 there's different things. The one that the piano players usually get and the uh, horn players usually mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. is something called, and there's no way I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Try it. Dupitrin's contracture. It's the tissue of the palm thickening and tightening so that the fingers don't exactly trigger. They just stay in a constant cup. They just stay in a constant cup. What else can you get? Well, you can get focal dystonia or what's known as musician's cramp. It's a neurological disease that causes involuntary muscle contraction. So right in the middle of playing, your hand will just grab the neck and be done with it. My goodness. Carpal tunnel, we know that. Trigger right. figure, we know that. Right. Digital neuroma. This is damage to the end of the nerves at the tips of the fingers. Ooh. So that pins and needles that you get when your leg falls asleep. Yeah. Imagine that at the tip of all of your fingers. That's what that is. Ooh. And then there's one more called de Quervain's tenosivitis. No way I got that right. No way. It affects the tendons in your wrist. And since the tendons from your fingers go through your wrist mm-hmm. and all of that, mm-hmm. it's it's terrible. It becomes inflamed, puts pressure on nearby nerves. And according to this uh, musician's hand clinic, this could be the most painful out of them all. Wow. But I'll tell you, again, it starts, it starts with a tingle. Mm-hmm. It starts with this tingle. It starts with the idea that, hey, I'm... Feels weird. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. There's something weird. I can't and get get to a doctor as quick as possible. Who's listening to us on the Rock School Show? W Y N O SUNY Oswego. Excellent. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, Tammy asked me while we were in the break, you're mentioning stringed instrument players, you're mentioning piano players. Doesn't this happen to drummers? As a matter of fact, it does, and I can tell you a story about it. Phil Collins stated that he had nerve damage in his hands, and it wasn't just his hands. It was his lower back, and I've heard this about drummers uh, in the past, that it's their back. They play hunched over, they're sitting, and they run into back problems. But Phil Collins uh, specifically said that he had trigger fingers and the carpal tunnels, and it disallowed him to even hold the drumsticks. He would hit a drum and the stick would simply fly away. He had surgery and played drums on his new album. However, yes, he could hold the sticks, but to make sure they didn't fly away, he had to gaff tape the sticks to his hands. 
Now, if you don't know what gaff tape is, it's on a stage. Normally the stages are black and then the tape itself is black and you put it over top of cords so people don't trip over it. So it's a pretty hefty, it ain't just duct tape. It's a pretty hefty tape. And quote Phil Collins, I can't feel the end of my fingers, but lucky for me, drumming on classic soul, which is what the album was, is light, but still had to tape the sticks to his hands. I, I guess you do what you gotta do. Here's Phil Collins on Rock School. Coming into the last break, uh, Tammy, quick question since we just played Phil Collins. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he does have a, a rather new album out. Do you know where he recorded that album? Mm, probably London, I would think. Well, yeah, but it was in the Stu Stu studio. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Tip your waitress. Oh, Try the gosh. veal. Do you have reservations? Only about the veal. Jerry Horton, who played for Papa Roach, Uh had an accident that snapped his ring finger in half and severely damaged his pinky. But what's great about this, uh, it will take you next to no time to do a Google search and find the x-ray and the results of the surgery. Oh, my God. And and by the way, I won't do that to you. I'm not going to put up a picture of my palm, which is all stitched up right now. He said that he was ready to quit. He had had enough. They they canceled the tour, the whole schmeal. Uh-huh. However, one of his bandmates said to him, you can't do this. You got to become the heavy metal Django Reinhardt. Do oh. you know who Django Reinhardt yeah, is? Right. This is how he got this guy, Jerry Horton, back to playing. In 1928, at the age of 18, Django Reinhardt, was in a fire that consumed the caravan he and his first wife, Bella Mayer, were in. Trying to save her, Uh he has his left hand destroyed by fire. He has no way of using his ring or pinky finger. So after a year of healing, he relearns the guitar and is basically seen as the greatest thing ever to come out of French jazz uh, at all and and if you if you've not heard Django Reinhardt you got to remember everything that he's doing mm-hmm. he's doing with two fingers right so when you hear a guitarist go and play 30 notes up more than likely he's going across the strings he'll play three notes on the sixth string three on the fifth two on the fourth and and that kind of thing Reinhardt didn't have that so what he did is he put his finger all the way down at the beginning note as far on the neck as he could and then just slid up Ooh. the the neck and he was using his right hand to basically pluck at the speed he wanted. So he gets in the same way that the other guy does. Jeez. He just figured out ways of doing it. And and in in that way, created music that people with four fingers can't play. But that's what got Jerry Horton playing again when somebody said, look, what happened to Django Reinhardt happened to you. Just a different kind of an attack. So right. stop that. 
As a matter of fact, Horton did have the surgery blatantly. He's back to 100%, and Papa Roach is going to do makeup dates for everything they missed in 2021. There you go. That's all the information that I got for you. If you are a musician, a little bit of tingling, you do a lot of gardening, you do a lot of woodworking, a little bit of tingling, get out in front of it. Go see a bone and joint guy. Don't get to where I was, where your hand literally swells to the point where you can't hold a glass of water. Get out in front of it, and it ain't that bad. It, it ain't that bad. The, the shot in the middle of the hand is pretty awful, but I've been through the surgery, and honestly, it ain't that bad. So there you go. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That's it. Papa Roach. Class is dismissed. Cut my life into pieces.